Welcome back to the J.W. Nixon High School Class of 1992 podcast. I'm your host, Missy Barrientos. For this episode, we have another returning guest host. Jessica Palacios talked to Lalo Uribe and finds out what he's been up to these past 30 years. Lalo tells us which child of his is most like him, what prompted a career change, and how he ended up working in public service. So I apologize beforehand if you hear my dogs barking. I'm outside. And today is Brianna's 21st birthday. So we went to go have lunch earlier. Nice. So yeah, but uh, but obviously what do what do kids do after they eat? They're like, hey, well, so what's for dinner? I'm like, dude, this <laughs> like fine. Um, so yeah, they're picking up some some stuff to grill. So so I'll preface okay. saying that you may hear a few dogs barking or yeah, uh, yeah grilling going on. So well, hello, Lalo. Hey there, Jess. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Well, you know, I, I feel, you know, a little bit star-studded and, and struck. You know, I've, I've heard everybody else's interview. I think most of them, if not all of them. So, yeah, I, I feel I feel pretty special today. Good. I'm glad. So let's start at the beginning. So say and spell... Um, out your name and what your profession is. So everybody knows me as Lalo. Lalo's my nickname. Obviously, it wasn't my birth given name. Uh, my name is Adelaido, A D E L A I D O, Uribe the third, U R I B E. My profession. My profession now and has been for for almost eight years is um, chief executive administrator for Webb County. Um, I actually work in the county judge's office as uh, the chief of staff for the county judge who happens to be JP, uh, a classmate of, of yours and mine, Tano Tijerina, was yes. elected uh, county judge 2014 and we took office January 1st of 2015 and we've been there ever since. We've ran uh, two uh re-election since then and so uh, we january 1st will be starting our third term so uh, years 8 through 12. wow yep and so um this year or this uh, election was different because we uh or he ran unopposed and so that really made for easier uh times if you know what i mean because obviously yeah. In the campaign trail, things are very different. They're very, very um, cutthroat. And um, but anyways, yeah, I uh, so when he won, when he got elected in March of 2014, um, he didn't have a Republican opponent in the general election. And so late fall, he he and I have been obviously friends, obviously since middle school, but he says, hey, you know, I've got this idea, you know, you can come and, and be the, the chief administrator for the county and be my chief of staff. And, and uh, you know, we'll have a lot of fun. And and so initially, and he knows the story well and others closer to us, you know, I told him, look, dude, you know, love you. Love you like a brother. We're, we're great. But there was no way that I will consider going into governmental work and public service. And so um, it was probably about a three month, uh, you know, ask back and forth. And 
to the point where I said, look, man, you know, I just, let's leave it alone. You know, I, I hate to tell you no, but, but, um, you know, and so there was a Sunday afternoon, you know, obviously we're on a Sunday today, uh, May 29th. And so we were barbecuing at my mom's house and the kids were swimming and what have you. And so I'm on the phone with him and him and his wife are in the vehicle. And he says, come on, man, you know, you, you, you got to jump on the team, you know, don't tell me no. And I said, man, I, I, I'm, I'm thank you, but I'm, I'm good. You know, um, and I'll go through my professional background in a bit. So, so I hang up the phone and my mom's sitting there, you know, just the, 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 um, wisdom filled person that she is. And she says, you know, what's that conversation about? And I said, well, you know, Donald's got this crazy idea that he wants me to join him uh, to be his, his chief of staff and the administrator for the County. And so, you know, my mom smokes, right. And so she's putting her cigarette out and she says in Spanish, she tells me, I'll tell you in English as well, but she tells me in Spanish, she says, um, and what did you tell him? I said, well, you know, I told him, no, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm doing great. I'm very blessed. And, you know, I don't need <laughs> headaches from a government job. And, and she's putting her cigarette out and she tells me in Spanish, she tells me, estás tratando de convencerte de no hacer algo de que te nace a ti en el corazón, right? You're trying to convince yourself to not do something that is just naturally within your 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 personality and your character you know and i said well what do you mean she says you know you're you're involved in the community you're you know you'd like to help people what better platform what better avenue than public service and really to 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 help your you know your 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 brother your your childhood friend and and it was heavy it was it hit me hard you know and i said man i've never thought of it that way because i think it was true that and that I was, you know, trying to convince myself to not do something, but man, it's just, you know, it came so natural. And so, so I think I called him back like five minutes later and I said, Hey, uh, I'm in. And he says, in for what, what are you talking about? And I said, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to come on with you. And so that's how it, it all came down. Uh, you know, being a, a former banker of almost 20 years, um, and then being on my own, having my own business for several years, which I still do now, but, um, I was very blessed to, to be able to work my own schedule as, as a, you know, self-employed person. And I don't, I, I wasn't sure that I was, you know, ready for that, that structure again. And, and, um, but nonetheless, uh, it's been great. Uh, we're going on eight years, and and um, I think we're I think we're doing a, a decent job. We haven't burned anything down yet or anything like that, so we're good. Good. So let's go back to high school a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, tell us what you were like as a teenager back then. Okay, so I'm gonna look. So so I'm gonna preface <laughs> everything by saying you know. Uh, first of all, my memory is not that great, but, you know, there's certain blurs and, and, and stuff during during high school. But but look, I'll tell you what I've what I've told my kids and I've told other folks, you know, those four years of, of our our high school, because obviously you and I are the same in the same grade. Um, and I don't know, you know, what it is like for you or for everybody else. But those four years for me, Jess, were like the best years, I think it's still, and I'm, we're closer to 50 now than we are 40, obviously. I still remember those four years, like if they were yesterday, you know, I, I really do think, and I don't know if you disagree with me that, that, um, 
that our high school years were the absolute, you know, best. And I say that only because, you know, you and I had friends, you know, going into high school, but I think we left high school with hundreds and hundreds of of more friends and acquaintances. And, and, and I attribute that to the awesome uh, four years that we had at, at JW Nixon high school. And, you know, things have changed. The campus obviously has changed and I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about that later, but um, man, the memories JP, I mean, we, you know, you and I still keep in contact and we talk about, you know, Hey, do you remember this? Or do you remember that? And, and, and it's cool. And I, t- and I, and I, tell you that because you know my daughter graduated three years ago my son just graduated like four days ago hey shout out to my daughter Brianna she's 21 years old today May 29 <laughs> happy birthday to Brianna happy birthday Brian. so um yeah I told my kids I said you know now I have a my youngest Charlie he's an incoming freshman and I tell him the same thing I told my other two kids you know cherish the four years that you have in high school forget sports and all my kids were in sports and that just kicks it up another level i mean just like you know all of us we were in organizations and you know um everybody else has been interviewed you know they they were you know whether it's student council band sports uh you know rotc whatever it was i mean those experiences and those organizations make everything better um and i'll tell you what i wish i could go back to 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 relive those high school years, uh, just because man, they were just the absolute best. And I say that, you know, uh, you know, people say, Oh my God, well, what did you do? No, it was just the camaraderie, the friendship, you know, hanging out at the wall and, you know, being in sports and being in the gym and working out and, you know, and now that you, you know, at least us, you know, that we're older, uh, you know, it's like, man, I wish I could, you know, still do those things. And now, you know, my kids are at that age and I, I stress on them. Hey, you know, enjoy these years, have a lot of fun, have obviously be, be very responsible, be safe, but man, you know, enjoy those times. I mean, you know, I'm sure you remember, you know, activities at schools or parties that we went to, or, you know, the prom and the music that was played at the prom and, you know, all that stuff, man. I, you know, I, I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the eighties on the eighties on eight on, on Sirius XM because, because it brings back like all of those memories and I crank it up and I, you know, I start to jam my kids are like, dad, are you serious? I'm like, dude, you know, we, we played this song at like, you know, at our, at our basketball games or at, you know, at the football games or whatever. And so anyways, you know, I wish I could go back. Obviously we can't, um, but man, I'll just, I'll never forget those four years. I think we did have a special class. Um, I know every class probably thinks they have a special class, but I think we had, we did have a really special class. I think we're a very unique group of individuals who all kind of went on to do some pretty amazing things in life. And it's been nice listening to everybody. So what did you think that your classmates thought of you back then? Did they think you were like a class clown or a jock or what would you think uh, that they would say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm scared to even ask folks what they thought of me, but <laughs> you know, um, I don't know who mentioned it. And I, and I really, I really caught on to that. I don't know who was it. And I apologize, but I'm outside. And so you're probably going to hear, it's okay. but 
Um, gosh, who was it that said I was like an introverted extrovert? Um, you know, I was really, really outgoing with the folks that I knew, but those that I didn't, you know, which is hard for people to believe now, because I mean, now I think I'll talk to the wall and, you know, make friends and, you know, I could be at an airport and, and, and just start chatting up with folks and, you know, but in high school, it was different, Jess. I mean, I had a very, very close, uh, core, of friends obviously you were included in that in that group and and a bunch of guys and girls but outside of that circle you know i wasn't that guy that would just you know strike up a conversation with somebody that i didn't know in class but eventually throughout the years and you know throughout the school year you know you get to know people and i you know i got a little more comfortable with them but it's hard for people to believe that now because again now i'll talk to you know a, a, you know a, a stick of chewing gum and, and we'll make a pretty damn good conversation. But, but people are like, well, you, you don't be quiet now. You're, you're just like, you know, I said, well, you know, you know, coffee and ADD and that whole bit, you know, you watch out, you know, but yeah, I'll, I'll talk to whoever, but it wasn't really like that in high school. And so what folks thought of me, I don't know. I mean, I'd like to think that I was a, you know, a nice guy. I mean, I was friendly with most with everybody really you know i really wasn't looking for attention i was looking for trouble um as long as i had my core group of friends you know you guys you know the the, the likes of you know uh, artie uh becky uh nina isela you know jado i don't i mean if i had those group of of um of people you know that was all that that i really was 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 interested in so um, what folks thought of me, I, man, I'm even afraid to ask Jess. I mean, <laughs> maybe I should turn that around and ask you. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, you know, maybe you've heard of things, but I think I was a nice guy. I was kind of reserved, which is hard to believe now, because again, I mean, now I just, you know, I'll go to like Walmart and strike up conversation. <laughs> So well, I don't I don't know that I would have called you reserved back then. But again, maybe because I knew you. I mean, yeah. I think when you got together with Brian, um, you all were a little bit of like jokesters, especially with like Miss Winters and stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. I think it just depends on who knew you, how well they knew you, you know, what they perceived of you. But I thought you were always pretty easygoing and funny and kind of laid back and didn't take things too seriously. At least not when you were around me, you did it. <laughs> no, no. And, and again, that goes to, I mean, you know, if I, if I knew you and I was very good friends, I mean, I, I think I was a goofball really. I mean, I, you know, I wasn't looking to be the class clown, but I always tried to find, you know, something funny in, in, in any situation, you know, trying to make, you know, put a positive spin on, on perhaps yeah. something that wasn't, but yeah, I mean, you know, and, and even even folks nowadays, I mean, you know, my, my kids, friends, you know, they, they think that I'm like this really serious guy. You know, my daughter, uh, obviously, years and years past. I mean, she's like, Dad, I think it's really funny because my friends are like, oh, really scared of you. And I'm like, they know that I'm like the biggest goofball. Um, and then when, you know, when you get when I get to know somebody better, I mean, they're like, man, you know, I just never you know i never thought i thought you were very serious very reserved yeah. I'm like, dude are you kidding me you know but but yeah hanging out with 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 brian and folks like that i mean how can you not be a goof you know i'm just i'm just glad that we didn't you know like like damage anything or anything like that i mean golly and and for some reason 
and I, I got to know Brian when we were in high school, but for some reason, I mean, me and him just clicked and we obviously stay, we stay in touch with each other, um, you know, throughout the year and stuff. But, but man, like, how could you not, you know, like, like almost pee your pants hanging out with a guy like that? You know I mean? He was like the, the ultimate goofball. He would make Miss Winters like cry out of just laughing so much. Yes, I remember. And, you know, I, I I tag team in on that stuff because he he had that that energy. But but um, yeah. And I, mean, I think I have a picture. I have to go. They're at home in Laredo, but I'm pretty certain I have a picture of like the last days of school, like senior year. And it's a picture of you, Miss Winters, and I think Brian. Oh, my God. If you could send me that. Geez. I have to find it. I'm pretty sure I have one because I remember I had like a disposable camera or something like the last week of school. And I was taking pictures of stuff. Really? And yeah, I've just got random pictures of random things, but I need to go home and find the box that I have it in. But I'm pretty sure there's I have one of the three of you, I think. You know um, what? Yeah, I, I don't know how. I mean, gosh, I don't know how we didn't give her like a, a mild heart attack. I mean, you know, she was so cool and and probably one of the, the most influential people uh, or teachers that we had at Nixon. But but she was just so cool. You know, Brian, and I would say, you know, like five minutes in the class. Right. Man, we'll be right back. We're going to have to go and take care of something. She's like, well, hurry up. And then we'd show back up to class like five minutes before it ended. Right. And she's like, look at, you know, what did you all, you all took long? Ma'am, it's because, you know, I said, look, ma'am, just look at our faces. I mean, could we be, you know, nothing, anything but innocent kids? I mean, we're, we're <laughs> just fine. Sit down. And, you know, and, and, and I, you know, Brian, and I will always get a kick out of that because, you know, how we didn't give her like a, like a mild heart attack or stroke was beyond me. That's we, funny. Yeah, we surely made her earn her, her paycheck. That was <laughs> for sure. So who would you say was like your best friend or as Missy says, your ganga? And did you all have any like special or favorite hangouts? Um, yeah. So, I mean, you've known me long enough to know that, that, you know, if, if you're around me, you're probably within the hour going to run into either Jado or Aron. Um, <laughs> and for the reason is we, we all grew up in the same neighborhood, me, Jado, Aaron, uh, Gilbert Vargas, Beto Iruegas, Beto Zapata, um, Tommy Sandoval. Um, uh, I know Tommy as Junior, but he's like, bro, nobody calls me Junior anymore. I'm like, okay, Junior, so I'll call you Tommy. But but anyways, um, we all grew up in the same neighborhood, give or take, maybe within a three-block radius. And and really, I mean, Aaron and Jado, you know, they, they, they live here in Laredo, as, as I do. And so... That was probably the the click back then. I mean, you know, um, we all like carpooled. I mean, somebody in the neighborhood had a car, and so they pick up like eight of us: Aaron, Jado, myself, Beto Iruegas, Beto Zapata, um, Gilbert Vargas, Tommy Sandoval. Um, that was kind of like the core. But you know, really in high school, I guess everybody kind of did their own thing. Um, but that really was like the, the crew. Um, and then, you know, when we went to parties or gatherings or whatever, uh, most, if not all of them were there, but we, you know, and I say this and I'm sure you'd agree with me. I think in our class from freshmen to seniors, um, you know, you and I, everybody else, I mean, we all went to, 
to parties. It didn't necessarily have to be like, you know, class of 92. I mean, you have older siblings as I do. And so when I was a freshman, my sister was a senior and, and, you know, I got to go to those gatherings probably for no other reason other than, you know, my mom said, well, llévate a tu hermano, you know, just take your brother and, and be safe. But, um, it was, it was all about the, the, the camaraderie, um, you know, Nixon high school. Now the basketball team, um, adopted a slogan years ago called brotherhood. And, and I think that brotherhood has been, uh, deep within the JW Nixon confines for many, many years, because I could tell you right now, I mean, I've run into people today, yesterday, last week, um, that, that I know from school, but they weren't in our class. Um, and so living in a smaller town like Laredo, other than, you know, larger towns, I mean, you get to run into people, you know, pretty much every day. Um, and so I like that. I like the fact that, that, you know, and then it's like an hour or two into conversation with these people and they're like, Whoa, well, did you graduate in 88? And I'm like, no, 92. Oh my God. You know? And so it didn't really matter that you were the same class. Everybody there had that brotherhood that, that really, that Nixon embodied and has embodied for many years. And that I think is like one of the coolest things everybody I'm sure obviously is going to think that their high school was the best, but I think you and I could agree that, that JW Nixon, at least in the years that we were there were the absolute best. I would agree with that. I know. So did you all skip class? And if you did, where did you go? What would you do? So, yeah. So, um, you know, back in the day and, and skipping classes, you know, obviously it's nothing that I would brag about now, but it was, you know, there were there were times that there was really nothing to do. And so, hey, and so I don't know if you remember, but we used to hang out a lot at the, at the lake for whatever reason. We'd go and hang out at the lake um, or really just, to, you know, go to somebody's house. Hey, I don't have to go to fourth and fifth period. Uh, so let's leave and we'll, you know, we'd leave for two hours, whatever, just go hang out and watch TV or whatever. I mean, it wasn't like, oh my God, we're skipping class. Cause we're going to, you know, go and totally party. No, like we went yeah. to go watch, you know, geez, I don't even know what was on back then, but, um, just stuff like that. I mean, did I skip class? Sure. Um, <laughs> um yeah, probably more than what I'd like to admit, but, but, but yeah, um, the, the, the reality and the truth is, is that. Um, I was, uh, I had a few absences, we'll say, uh, on my, on my high school resume. Well, you know, showing up to Miss Winter's class and leaving five minutes in the class, that's kind of skipping, um, but at no. least you were marked present. But well, <laughs> that's the important thing. The, the, the amount of time, the 10 full minutes that we spent in that class was irrelevant. The, the fact is that we, we were there. And, and we eventually came back. And so we had, we had good intentions. I don't even know where, what we would do. You know, we'd go to Las Asadas a lot. We'd go to La, man, that's probably has to be included in like one of the hangouts. We'd like skip class uh, and go eat at Las Asadas for whatever reason, Jesus. Um, and then we'd come back and, you know, Hey, we're here. Well, you know, ma'am, I was, yeah, I was in the bathroom, you know, I'm kind of not feeling good right now. Oh my God. Okay. Just, just sit down. Just, not knowing that, you know, I came in smelling like, like the smoke from Las Osadas and, and like, you know, fajita tacos or whatever it was, but, oh, well, it, it is what it is. Were you in any clubs or organizations? No, um, 
Uh, well, I was in sports uh, for two years, but in any clubs, uh, I think, I think I was in student council, but I don't know that I ever even went. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's crazy. But um, I was in sports. I played sports for two years, and and obviously I I, I was injured playing sports, and so. Um, I played basketball for two years, freshman and sophomore year. And in the off season after our sophomore year, I don't know if you remember, but um, we were playing like pickup games there in the gym. And um, we were, you know, playing a, a full five on five game. And, and I, I jumped up for a rebound and, and from right under me, somebody like, you know, obviously not, not purposely, but they, they clipped me. And so I ended up like flipping and I fell on my back and I, I, uh, I ruptured two discs. Oh wow! Ruptured, yeah. And so, obviously, I, I it was highly recommended that I not play anymore because if there was any um, what I think they call trauma to that area, that I could you know really be yeah be rolling myself to places in the future. And so, um, I don't know if you remember Jess, but Coach Barton, Richard Barton, mm-hmm. um, he was the athletic trainer there at Nixon, and so obviously. Um, he was the trainer during basketball. And so, um, when I was in, when I got injured that day, and I think I was in the hospital for like two or three days, but, um, he visited me that evening, let's call it a Thursday or whatever. And so like Thursday, like at eight coach Barton comes in, I remember, and he wore like these really big, big glasses and real thick. And his whole model was, you know, just tape it up, tape it up and you know, get back out on the field, whether it was football, you know, and I'm serious. I mean, there were guys that like broke their fingers, you know, and he'd like tape it up to another finger. Hey, go back out there, son, you know, and in basketball, you know, we'd roll an ankle or, 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 you know, twist our knee or whatever. And come on, let's tape it up. Let's tape it up. And so he gets to the hospital that evening and he says, Hey, you, you really, you know, need to consider yourself lucky. I mean, but, but you got to also, you know, consider or reconsider, you know, your sports plan and and I said, coach, but, you know, that's, you know, we can figure this out. He says, son, unfortunately, this is uh, an injury that I can't tape up. <laughs> and yeah, it was it was, you know, pretty heavy uh, for me because, you know, I'm like, what do you mean, dude? Like, I've, I've played sports all my life. And and so that was a big adjustment. I went from being a very competitive uh, person and, and player to being really like the number one fan. Um, and that really wasn't cool, but. You know, now that I'm older and a little bit more wiser, you know, I'm thinking to myself, man, it was probably the best thing because yeah. every now and then, I mean, I still get, you know, you know, certain reminders from my lower back that that uh, wow that things aren't aren't all that well. So, yeah, uh, that was pretty much the only organization, if if that counts as one, uh, I played basketball for two years. And then I played like, you know, like tops and marbles after that. (laughs) Something that wasn't going to injure my my back. Well, since you weren't playing sports uh, because of the injury, did you have uh, an after school or a weekend job while you were in high school? Um, Yeah. So I think, man, I must have even been a freshman because I was like 14 or 15. I'm not sure. But yeah, so I, I know I was that young because I wasn't of age to work yet. Um, but I used to, so one of my cousins used to work at Hertz rent a car. My sister worked there as well. So I was there one weekend or whatever. And, and I would help my cousin wash cars, you know, so they turn in a car and you wash it and yeah. you, 
you get it ready for the next customer. And so uh, the manager at the time, Monica, um, she says, hey, look, you're too young to work, but I can pay you in cash because they had like a petty cash or something. Yeah. Um, so I would get three dollars per car that I washed. Um, but I'm telling you, at 14 or 15 years old, you wash 10 cars and you make 30 bucks in like 1989 or 88, 89. That was a lot of money um, for me. It was. Yes. And, and, you know, I tell my kids that now and, you know, I tell other kids, hey, you know, um, you know, if you want to better yourself, I mean, the opportunities are going to be there. Um, obviously I, I, you know, wasn't going to make it into a career or anything like that, but, but yeah, Hertz rent a car. I would wash cars there on the weekends. I would get to drive like these really cool cars. So you know, there, there weren't cell phones back then. I, I don't think, but you know, I couldn't take any selfies, but I can guarantee you if it was now, man, I'd be posting selfies all the time on vehicles that I could never think that I would have been driving. So yeah, uh, I had a job there. And then, and then when we graduated, uh, or shortly before we graduated, um, I got a job at La Posada. I was a bellman. And then that's when the bucks started to roll in. I'd make about 50 bucks a day on, on, on tips. But I'm telling you as a 17 year old, yeah. uh, with absolutely no bills, um, geez, I mean, I, that, Hey, those were, those were the good times, man. That's where the cash started to roll in. You know what I mean? But yeah, you know, jobs really in high school wasn't and because I was always busy with other stuff, sports, yeah. and what have you, but oh, well. So what would you say was a typical day for you um, back then? Um, you know, and even when I wasn't playing sports, um, for some reason, we'd stay at school after school and we'd, you know, gosh, I don't remember. I, you know, I wasn't in the yearbook club, JP, but I remember like helping out like the yearbook class or the yearbook <laughs> club team, whatever they were called. Yeah, I mean, you know, normally I'd get home like at five and I don't remember what time school ended, but it was like 3.30. And so, you know, I stayed there, uh, obviously in sports, you know, I played basketball and football, football for, for only one year, but, um, you know, practices normally after schools and after school. And so, um, gosh, but if it wasn't that, I mean, I'd go home and just help around there or, you know, ask if they needed help at at Hertz rent a car or whatever, but I just, I, I'm never one to like, just sit down and just chill out. I don't know that that, that term really resonates with me, but I've got to be doing something all the time. And so I'm sure I was either, you know, jumping off of a tree or my, my, the roof of my house or, or building like a, you know, like a swing or something that I could, you know, jump over the neighbor's fence or something, just, you know, just something creative. We'll, we'll put it at that. So what would you say are some of your favorite memories from high school? You know, and again, as I you know mentioned earlier, you know, the, the friends, the friendships that I've made, you know, I, I still hold to this day and hopefully for forever. Um, I think I met you in high school or maybe mm -hmm. Lamar. I don't remember. No, we met in Lamar. In Lamar. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, friends like that. I mean, you know, and, and, and anybody that knows me knows that, that, you know, if I call you my friend, um, you know, I'm, I'll run through a wall for you. I mean, it's just the way that I'm wired. Um, the camaraderie, the friendships that were made in high school. Gosh, man, I remember, you know, the, the pep rallies, JP. I mean, I don't know if you remember, but that was like a huge deal. 
Yeah. Um, the pep rallies. Um, gosh, I mean, the likes of like Miss Moore, you know, the principal and and the chance, you know, when she'd walk into the gym, into the games, you know, speaking of Brian, God, I think that guy almost gave her like a few heart attacks. <laughs> and, you know. and people really loved her. They really, I mean, people might've had mixed emotions with her, but I think for the most part, I think people really um, had a fondness for her. Yeah. And, 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 and the likes of like the Viola Moors nowadays. And I'm, again, I'm sure, I mean, my, my kids have memories of their, um, you know, elementary, middle school, and high school years. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, Miss Moore, you know, Coach Barton, um, you know, Coach Grugan, obviously, I mean, I, I still see him now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he he would go watch the Alexander basketball games. My son obviously played there. Um, um, and he'd come and, you know, Uribe, come over here. You know, you want to know what Lalo's doing wrong? He's doing this. And he needs to... <laughs> And so, you know, and he's like, man, dad, you know, you know, he's up there in age. And I said, but man, he's, he's always going to be coaching somebody. And so, gosh, um, you know, um, Miss Winters, obviously, uh, Miss Mitchell. I mean, Miss Mitchell was like, she was like the toughest instructor, I think. And by tough, I mean, like she was no nonsense. But man, she had such an impact, at least on me, because, you know, before her, it was like, you know, here, I'm turning in this paper. Here it is. It is what it is. And and she'd give it right back to me. She's like, absolutely unacceptable. No way. No way. Um, you know, I expect more from you. You know, Lalo, I expect more from you. And and you need to be expecting more of yourself. And And she told me one time and it stuck with me forever. And I remember it absolutely now. She said listen to me. And she like, and she was shorter. I'm, you know, obviously. And she says, and she like pulled, yanked my shirt. And she said, let me tell you one thing. She says, people in life are going to judge you by the way that you speak, by the way that you write and by the way that you dress immediately. Somebody could tell something about you if they look at you or if they speak to you or if you write them something. And she says, I cannot help you with how you dress. So I'm going to make sure that you are the best at speaking and at writing. And, and, and even now I, I, um, you know, colleagues of mine, you know, even former bankers, uh, certainly in my capacity now there, uh, at the County, but I mean, folks say, Hey, can you, you know, can you give us a look over or, Hey, do you mind, you know, speaking, here or there or whatever. And I, and I asked myself, like, why are they asking me? I mean, what's the deal? But I, I give that just entirely to Miss Mitchell because my God, she would not accept anything other than like 110%. Um, and even times that I've turned in stuff, you know, I, I gave it my all and she was like, Nope, do it yeah. again. Uh, I expect better. And, and, and I'm glad that she did that because the, the bar was so high that I didn't know how to, to not give it 110%. Right. Um, but yeah, Miss Mitchell, Miss Winters, uh, do you remember Miss Hardy? Yes, I do. I had Miss Hardy as an accounting teacher. Yep. And so I don't remember what I took with her. Was it accounting? Maybe it was. I mean, I took accounting with her. I'm not sure if she taught anything else, but I took accounting and she was also my accounting UIL uh, person because I did accounting for UIL. Yeah, it may have been. You, you, you're probably right. Um, I probably did take accounting with her, but 
man, they were, and you know, I, I want to use the word, the term cool, you know, they were all cool. Miss Winters was cool. Miss Mitchell, I mean, totally cool. Um, Miss Pentecost, Miss Hardy, and, and they were cool in the sense that, that they cared, like they really cared. It wasn't like, oh my God, just let's get these kids in and out of here. I mean, um, I'd run into, you know, any of those teachers, you know, over a weekend or, or, you know, during school on campus, whatever. And they're like, Hey, Lalo, did you do this? Or did you remember, you know? And I'm like, man, like they really, really cared. And for me now, obviously as a, as an older uh, person, I mean, you, you get to, to realize, man, I mean, you know, how fortunate were we to have teachers, administration, coaches mm -hmm. that really gave a hoot about us and about and about our our success. Um, and I run into to folks now. I mean, Miss Mitchell, you know, others, other teachers, and you know, they they look at you with a little bit more pride and like, man, I, I had a little bit to do with this guy's or this girl's uh, success. I think I would agree with that. I mean, I think we had some, you know, some teachers that were really invested in us. I remember, you know, Miss Lopez, you know, for freshman English, Mrs. Magnon. Uh, I didn't have Mr. Daniel, but I knew a lot of people that had Mr. Daniel or Mr. Wilkins and, you know, Miss Chavez for algebra and Miss Talamantes. And I think they all really cared and they wanted us to be successful. And I think they knew that we had that capability within us and just held us to a different standard. I mean, to this day, if I run into Miss Lopez, like since I've moved, she'll tell me, like, why haven't I seen you at church? Because I would sit next to her at church before I moved to College Station, you know, for work a few years ago. So if she catches me anytime that I'm in town, she'll ask me, like, are you going to be in church on Sunday? And I'll be like, no, because I'm leaving early in the morning or whatever. But I mean, she still expects to see me at church. Yeah. Um, and it's just kind of that expectation that they continue to have of us that I think also plays a role in even our current lives. Yep. No, I mean, I, you know, and I, even now I tell folks, I mean, whether it's family or friends, I mean, I tell them, you know, oh, I remember when, you know, Miss Winters would tell me this and they're like, dude, that was like over 30 years ago. And I'm like, man, but I remember because it had yeah. such an impact, but not for anything else, uh, JP, other than, than they cared. Like they really did care. Yeah. It wasn't like, let's just push, push these kids out to the next grade or whatever, they cared. They, they, they really did. They had a vested interest in, in our success. And, you know, I don't know that, that those are like notches that you can put like on a resume, you know, oh my God, I was Jessica Palacios or La Luriva's teacher, but, but I'm sure when they see, you know, and you're very successful and, you know, a very accomplished uh, individual, I mean, I'm sure they look at, you know, us and say, man, you know, how cool is that? And when you go and you give them that, that hug and, you know, it's a little, you know, a little, a little tighter, you know, a little stronger. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and I'm sure that we could say that for, for gosh, I mean, our elementary and middle school teachers, I, I, I remember my first grade teacher, Ms. Concha, mm -hmm. I, mean, I still see her now. And I give her that, you know, that added hug and, and, and my, my high school teachers are like at the front of that line. Yeah, for sure. So do you have any memories from high school that either make you sad or make you groan with a regret? Oh, I mean, at least not from, from our years. Um, I don't, you know, I mean, 
you know, I, we, we, we lost Denise shortly uh, uh, after high school, but, um, you know, that regret, I don't know that there's anything just that, that I could tell you right now, like, man, I regret doing or not doing this or that. Again, I think my high school years were like the best, like absolutely the best. You know, what I will say that that kind of just gets me now, kind of gets me down a little bit now is that I don't know if you'd agree with me or not, but man, I really think that we live like in a in a very different uh, in a different place now. And I'm talking about schools. I mean, geez, just the other day, there was a mass shooting at, at a school um, here in Laredo. There was a threat like the next day of another, you know, and, and, and that never happened with us. I mean, God, like the talk of the semester for you and me in high school would have been like, wow, we had a fire drill. Like, man, and we went out and we went out. Or, to there, the was some, or there was some fight, you know, somebody got yeah. in a fight or something like that was quickly broken up. You know, yeah, and, and now, I mean, I, you know, and I and I, I, I do care. I mean, because I have younger kids, I have nephews and nieces and, you know, times have really, really, really changed. I mean, really changed. And, and, and you know, social media, I love it. I mean, I, I really do. I use Facebook to to keep in touch with with all my friends. And, you know, you live out of town. I mean, you know, but that's a quick Facebook, you know, comment or a post or. Or if you're in town, you know, um, but man, social media, I love it. But I think that social media also adds to the to the intensity or the magnitude of certain things. Um, you know, case in point, I mean, um, this shooting that happened just the other day, um, one of my buddies is on that police force or and I said, man, you know, you know, there's certain individuals that are getting just blasted on online and on Facebook and all yeah. the other social medias. And and these guys are telling me, dude, like you nobody knows what went down in there. Nobody knows the facts. And until those come out, then people are gonna, yeah, they're gonna take it upon themselves to write a post on Facebook. I mean, apparently, you know, the, the police chief over there has gotten like death threats now. I mean, and it's crazy because nowadays we can we can get behind a, a computer and a and a and a keyboard and just really say anything that we want with really no consequence and 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 I don't you know that's not the era that you and I grew up in. I mean, yeah, you know, like you mentioned, I mean, hey, if 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 there was a beef between you know me and somebody else, you know, we 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 talked about it, you know, and and we dealt with it, whether it was a fist fight or just a, a discussion, but. But it's not like that anymore. And, 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 and you know, times have really changed. If, if I could change anything from then to now, I wish that now we could go back to the way it was then. Yeah. Um, you know, but, you know, I, I talk to my kids and they're like, well, it's no big deal, Dad. I mean, like these, these threats are all the time. And I'm like, but it is a big deal. Like, that is not cool. That's unfortunate that they've gotten desensitized about it. Yeah. And, and again, uh, uh, something happens and within... A minute it's on social media and my kids are like hey uh, this fight went down at my school and i'm like wow that's unfortunate They're like no no check it out and i'm like what do you mean like, well like it's all over facebook or it's all over whatever or insta or yeah like, dude i don't know anything other than facebook i told my kids you know you all have facebook and they're like oh no way dad that's like for old people <laughs> um but i'll tell you what uh anybody that knows me knows that like i'm a tiktok junkie um <laughs> 
anybody that knows me knows that I like to cook a lot, a lot, a lot. And I get a lot of my recipes from TikTok, uh, you know, certain dance moves. You know, you want to you want to do the what is it? That thing now The my money doesn't jiggle, it folds or whatever. I mean, I, I'm I have no you, idea in about a, in, in about a week. I'm going to have that dance, you know, pretty down pat. And so uh, thank you, TikTok. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to go add you on TikTok. You got to do funny. it, girl. You never know when you're going to see me barbecuing something or doing the 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 jiggle jiggle. You know, it's it's pretty cool. Oh my god, I can't. So I'll, I'll make sure to add you. You know, to to the list of people that I send that out to. So, is there anything you wish you would have done while you were in high school that you didn't get to do? No, no. let me tell you. Um, mention it. I probably did it. Um, and again, and, and I say that jokingly and, and which goes more to my, you know, like I tell my kids, I tell other kids, enjoy your high school years because man, they're just, for me, for me, they were like, I wouldn't change it for the world. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't, uh, I don't know if there's anything, you know, and I don't even want to call it regret. I mean, I, you know, I'm a firm believer, like they say, God works in mysterious ways. I think God works like in the way that he truly intends. And so, you know, my back injury, you know, I wasn't able to play junior, senior year. Do I regret that? Sure. I mean, but man, I went to all the games. Uh, yeah. I traveled, you know, to with the team or to go watch the team. And so I don't know that I regret anything. I mean, maybe I should have stayed playing football. Maybe, you know, oddly enough, I get injured playing basketball, not football, right? Like people <laughs> get like decapitated on the football field, but lo and behold, you know, La Luriva gets injured playing basketball. Um, but yeah, I don't know that there's any really regret that I have, you know, absolutely not. And I, I, I think we could stay on here for another hour. Um, I probably wouldn't be able to come up with any regret that I had. I, my high school memories, the friends, and even, you know, folks that, like you say, weren't in, in, in the ganga, they weren't in the group, they weren't in my, you know, inner circle. But man, I could tell you, you know, everybody on campus, I, I think I, I would say hello to everybody, you know, or like the guys do like with the quick, uh, like, what's up, you know, like they jerk the neck, right? Um, and that was all it took. And now fast forward to 30 years, I still run into people and they're like, were you in school with that person? Yeah. I don't know what year, but I remember them and, and, and we can strike up a conversation. Um, we had, uh, geez, my son just graduated like three or four days ago from Alexander high school. And so oddly enough, who would have thought that 30 years after we graduated that I'd be attending my kids graduation, but yeah. And then yesterday we had his graduation party. Um, and there were folks there that showed up and I'm like, dude, where have you been? You know, I haven't seen you in a while. And then these are, you know, guys and girls that were in our class or maybe a year or two ahead of us. I mean, you know, the likes of like Bobby Benavides and Mario Leja and, and Amador Escudero. And the, I mean, all of those guys, um, Bobby Mendiola, you know, I could go on and on and on, but they weren't in our class, but you and I, we were always invited yeah. to their parties and, and that's how, again, the brotherhood that we had at Nixon, man, I, I wouldn't change for the world. Um, and, and, and it goes to show that, you know, they weren't in our class. They didn't need to be inviting the younger class, uh, you know, but they did. And, and we had great time and, and parties and stuff. And so, man, I, I wouldn't change anything. I don't regret anything at all. So who would you say were the cool kids? In high school, you know, 
so and I'm please, I'm not trying to be stereotypical here, but like, you know, all my friends were in sports, you know, whether it was football or basketball. And so at least in my mind, um, that was, those were like the cool people to be uh, around because I mean, uh, you know, I don't remember who our quarterbacks or running backs were, but you know, if you were in basketball and you went to a party and they're like, Hey, you know, those are the cool guys. I, I don't know. And, and maybe I can speak to both sides of the coin because I was in sports for two years. I wasn't in sports for two years. And so I got to see it from both aspects. But yeah, I mean, you know what, Jess, all kidding aside, I'll tell you, like for me, the cool people were the people that were nice to others. And and you and I could could go down a, a really lengthy list to say, hey, you know, this guy or this girl, they were jerks or they were they were mean or whatever. But man, um, and it's what I try to do now. And I, I try to instill in my kids. I mean, you know what? You know, just be nice. Just be nice to people. Treat them with respect, you know, with dignity and, you know, don't be don't be cruel to well, I don't know them. Well, get to know them. I mean, you know, but be nice to people because you never know. And I've and, and again, I've, I've, I've uh, you and I have heard or you've interviewed, uh, but, you know, uh, countless people on this on this feed. And, you know, there are certain folk, look, hey, seriously, like Cisco, like great friend, great friend. Did we hang out together? No, but. I heard his interview just the other day and, and I'm thinking like, dude, I never knew you had like problems in high school with people or that people were mean to you. Like, like it got me upset. Like, man, I wish you would have told, I, I'd go and punch him. I mean, like, why, you know, I, I didn't know that. And, and, and that gets me it, you know, I remember Cisco as being like just a happy go lucky guy, super cool. Again. I mean, did we hang out? No, I mean, you know, but I knew him, he knew me and, and, it just it, it really it pains me that that folks like that you know you never know when somebody's having a bad day and the simplest like hello have a good day or hey, good morning i mean man it's just like and it costs you nothing like it's zero and 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 you know yeah i've I, you know i've gotten like emails or text messages from folks that you know i haven't seen in a long time or i don't even know and they're like hey you know thanks a lot it was nice chatting with you you know but man you were just really nice and and I was having like a crappy day or a crappy week. And so thanks a lot. And I'm like, my God, who would have known? Like, who would have known? Yeah. I would have never known that like, you know, that people were mean to Cisco or to anybody else really in our class. I mean, God forbid. I mean, you know, if people were mean to you, I'm sure you'd tell me or any of, of your other guy friends, you know, hey, this dude's being a jerk. Well, there we go. You know, um, but just be nice, man. I mean, just be nice. That costs you nothing. Yeah, you never know what someone's going through. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've heard, I mean, you know, Tabby, I mean, I heard her story. It just breaks my heart. Tabby was my neighbor. Tabby was my neighbor a block away. I mean, you know, we hung out again, you know, not in the inner circle. I mean, but like, man, you know, who would have thought that, you know, what she's gone through now, you know, contemplating, you know, certain things. It's like, man, you know, you know, I wish I, I would have known. I wish I would have, you know, you know, I could have lent her a, a, a shoulder to cry on or, or a, you know, a, a smile. I don't know what it would have taken, but it, it doesn't take much. And that's my point is that, you know, people think, oh, in order for me to do something, it's going to cost me something or whatever. You know, it may or may not. But I mean, you know, you know, we've lost folks, you know, I mean, you know, whether it was to to mental illness or to 
to sickness, um, you know, um, like Nina, I mean, she left us way too soon. You know, she couldn't beat her battle with cancer and, and, and it breaks my heart. Isela, I mean, just couldn't, you know. She just, you know, couldn't beat that. Um, and so I tell folks, I tell them, you know, I could have called her that day. You know, hey, what's up? You know, our daughters played volleyball together. Um, you know, and I call her and I call her mom and my, my mother and her parents are best friends. And, you know, when she lost that battle, I'm thinking, man, I could have just called, you know. So anyways, I'm sorry. That's all right. That's all right. So I think we've talked about who your favorite teachers were. And I think we talked about your hardest classes, or at least you alluded to what some of your hardest classes, most challenging classes probably were. So let's move on to like, what was your favorite music or what movies or TV shows or books were you into back then? So if you would have gone into my house or into my bedroom during my high school years, you would have thought like, oh my God, what's wrong with this kid? Because I was like super infatuated with with Iron Maiden. Like, I think I owned all of their albums. I knew all the words uh, my kids, even now they're like, really dad, like, come on. And, I would have um, never guessed man. Iron Maiden. Yeah, no, like I was like a, yeah, like a, like a, a rocker, uh, big time. Obviously I, I was into hard rock, you know, the Iron Maidens, Molly Cruz, Rat, Dawkin, you know, all of those bands. But then, you know, I don't know that there was music that I didn't like, which is the scary part. I mean, I, you know, uh, Pet Shop Boys, Erasure, um, um, you know, Salt and Pepper, Nana Cherry. You remember all those bands? I mean, man, and, the, you know, when those songs come out, I, I crank it up. My kids are like, really, Dad? I'm like, dude, like, you don't know. Like, I mean, this molded me. Um, you know, I like that music. I got into um, the kind of music later in my high school years because I would go to my family's from Zapata. So I, you know, would go to the Zapata County Fair and all these Tejano bands would play. And I'm like, man, this is pretty cool too. I don't know that there's any one genre that that, that would define me, but as a younger guy, maybe yeah, 14 to 17, I was like, you know, like this rocker guy. And, you know, whether I had a Walkman or a, <laughs> or a, a, a record or a eight track or whatever it was, I mean, it was probably something to do with rock. Um, and then as, you know, as you grow older and like I mentioned to me, I was in banking for almost 20 years, 18 and a half years. And so, um, you have to kind of like tone it down a little bit more. You have to be like professional. So like, yeah, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd put, you know, maybe some Motley Crue or, or Dawkins or Iron Maiden in my <laughs> office in between clients. And so I was, I was, I was that banker. Um, but I was, you know, I, I liked uh, to rock it out every now and then. And so. If it were anything to define me, it would be rock music. Um, I'm definitely a fan. I still go to concerts now. And the cool thing is, is that I take my kids now. And so my two boys, their teachers, like, get a kick out of them because they're like, you know, my uh, one of my son's teachers had the radio on the other day. And I forgot what song it was from. I don't know who. And he starts to sing it. And she's like, dude, you know this song. You're not even of age. And it's now this is all my dad listens to. And so I, I know all these songs. Um, but I get to go to concerts with my kids now. And, and uh, you know, just a, so a few months ago, we watched Journey. Um, and so who cannot like Journey, even nowadays? Yeah. Like, 
like you and I will be like 89, like at a nursing home. And we'll be <laughs> Still like to rocking like, out. You know, yeah, like journey and, you know, uh, yeah. So, and, and that's cool. I, I don't mind it. Um, I actually embrace it. I enjoy it. So that's really, uh, that's it. Are there any Laredo words or phrases that you still use from back in the day? I, you know, so I, I live in Laredo. I, I've, I've never moved out, even though I had, you know, opportunities professionally and personally to, to relocate or whatever. But um, so I'm still a, a Laredoan. But, you know, I think there's like a universal uh, uh, thing that people in Laredo do. But I think you could probably do it like in Europe. Right. And they'll still like know what you're talking about. Like, like if somebody tells you something that's really ridiculous and then you answer like, ha, ah, like, ah whatever they're going to be like dude what and i don't know like you, you can't spell that but it's like ah, whatever you know kind of giving that um i don't know if it's a laredo thing but it's probably something i still do now um that's funny yeah but there's a lot of words and i've heard a lot of the the, the folks getting interviewed you know uh say certain slogans or whatever and i and i chuckle because i'm like yep still say it still say it to this day <laughs> yep do you still have any items from high school, like varsity jacket, yearbooks? No, so I, never, I, I wasn't. They offered me a jacket, uh, but obviously I didn't complete my years yeah. in basketball. So I, I never got one. But oddly enough, it's crazy that you mentioned that because I played a golf tournament uh, yesterday and um, I couldn't find uh, my golf shoes. So they're in my closet somewhere. I'm like, I know they're here. Like I just played like two days ago. And so I'm looking around like, what is this book? And so I don't know, it comes like in the yearbook package that you get. And there's a book in there that says, yeah, what is your favorite burger? And what's your this? Oh, the this memory stuff. book, that the one, blue memory, memory book. book. And so, you know how you pass it around and people would sign yes. it and stuff like that. And so I ran into that yesterday and like, I was, I was almost late to my golf tournament because I like opened it. I'm like, what the hell? And man, I still have mine. So cool, you know, Lalo, thanks for being a great friend or, Hey, it was, it was nice taking, you know, chemistry with you or, or, you know, like Brian, Hey, thanks a lot for helping me give Miss Winters a hard time, you know, stuff like that. And, and that is so cool. And, you know, I, I showed it to my kids later in the day and I'm like, man, that's what I ran across. And they're like, like you all didn't have like social media back then, dad, or whatever. I'm like, yeah, no dude. So, so those little <laughs> didn't even have internet back then. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no. So um, I ran into that memory book just uh, yesterday and I, I thought it was ironic because I, you know, I, I already knew that I was going to jump on this podcast with you. But so, man, I've got to mention it. And, and there's like cards in there with like people's names, the graduation cards and stuff like that. And and that's cool. I mean, I, you know, I, I may just move it somewhere where I now I know where it is. But yeah. things like that, you know, we can't get rid of those are those are just awesome memories. So who from high school are you most interested in hearing from that you hope they do the podcast? Um, you know, I, I've really taken a, a really big joy to to listening to all the interviews. I mean, again, I don't know that there's anybody on that list that that I didn't know. I mean, maybe we didn't hang out, but, um, you know, I I knew them all. And, and, and um, there's been some names mentioned. Um, uh, what's her name? Laura, I believe she's got a brother named George. George is younger than us. Laura Valles, um, yes. Yep. I don't know whatever happened to her. Um, but you know what, Jess, I, I try, I really, really do. I try to keep tabs with all my friends. 
Um, obviously, you know, those that live here in Laredo, both male and female, I, I either run into or I'll text them or whatever. Um, you're out of town, but, you know, every now and then I'll shoot you a text. Hey, you know, have a good day or whatever. I don't know if there's anybody that wasn't my friend that I can probably gain access to. You know, it was good hearing from Cisco. I mean, I, I knew he was in academia. I just didn't, you know, I didn't know. I knew he went to AM. Um, but you know, it's good to hear from all those, those folks, man, it'd be cool if we could hear, and I don't know that this is even possible, but like to hear from some of our teachers, um, the likes of like, you know, Miss Mitchell, Miss Hardy, you know, you said Miss Magnon, uh, I don't know how many are still with us, um, because, you know, they were, they were much older than us back then. And we've been out of high school for 30 years, but um yeah well, we've thought about that uh having some of the teachers on and we just haven't gotten to that part yet you know and so mr uh, mcdaniels was never my teacher but i remember him around campus and yeah. oddly enough um after high school i was probably in my early 20s i rented a, a condo uh off of uh garfield in between my lynch mm-hmm. and market and my next door neighbor the unit i was unit two unit one was mr daniels and so we sat out there every now and then and had a beer or, or barbecued or whatever. I'd take him a plate and stuff. And I, he was never my teacher, but he knew that I was a student there and I knew he was a teacher there. Yeah. And so that, that was cool. But man, it'd be really nice to hear maybe from a former uh, teacher or administrator and then ask them those questions. I ran into Butch Flores yesterday, coach. Uh, he's a marshal now at the country club. And, and so at the tournament we were playing, he was there. I never played baseball, but. You know, he shouted my name out, Lalo, how's it going? And, you know, so Tano and I played this tournament yesterday. And and so, you know, Tano was was a baseball player. He pitched for for Butch. And so he calls him Papi Flores. Um, yeah, I didn't call him Papi Flores. I call him coach. But but folks like that, ask, ask Coach Flores, hey, what did you think of Tano or Lalo or, or, or Jado or Aron or whatever? I'm sure they, they have some interesting stories to tell you. But that'd be really cool if we could hear from some of them. So, yeah, so that's our plan. We're just not to that part of the plan yet, but we do have some ideas for that. So let's shift to life after high school. So what did you do like immediately after graduation? Like, did you get a job? Did you go straight to college? Yep. So uh, right before we graduated, I think it was like in March, I think I got hired like for spring break. Uh, I got hired at La Posada and I worked at La Posada for that entire summer. Um, and then uh, enrolled in the fall at, at LJC or LC or whatever it's called. Um, and so my mom worked there for for like 30 some years or 40 years. And so I went there um, because uh, the family of employees got free tuition. Right. So that was like, OK, oh, nice. No so I went there um, and I had a job at Cyrus uh, uh, in the warehouse and um then shortly after that, gosh, what is that, like 19, 18, 19 years old. So I think I was either 20 or 21 when I saw a job posting in the newspaper that was for a bank teller. And I'm like, well, it's not what I'm going to go into, right? Because I was I was going to go into physical therapy and I was actually going to LC for physical therapy. And um, so two years in LC, right? So I start working at the bank and I really, really like it so much so that I went and I told my mom, I said, hey, I think I want to change my major from from PT to business. And she says, well, go and talk to Mr. Cardenas, right? Um, 
Mr. Cardenas was like a counselor there at, at LJC, LCC, LJC. I don't remember what it was called, but anyways. Um, so I went, I told Mr. Cardenas, I said, Hey, look, you know, I'm working at a bank now. And he says, well, good for you. And I said, well, problem is I, I want to change my major. He says, you're three classes away from finishing, right? Like I've been here for like 30 some years. Nobody has ever done that. Like you're, 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 you're being foolish, but think about it over the weekend and come back on Monday. And so over the weekend, you know, I, I, I went to talk to him back on Monday and I thought about it and I said, Hey, Mr. Carras, I, I really thought about what you told me. And, and he says, well, glad, I'm glad you're going to finish out these, these, this next semester and not change your major. And I said, no, well, I'm going to switch over to business. He says, dude, you've got two years in nothing from physical therapy switches over to business administration. Right. So, so I did. Um, and, and so obviously then, you know, I always worked full time. I went to school part time. So it took me like nine and a half years to get a four year diploma. Right. So when you go and like talk to kids in school or whatever, like ah, it took me 10, Lalo, so don't feel bad. Yeah. Like, wow, you're in college for 10 years. Are you a doctor? I'm like, no, dude, that's a different, it's a, it's a funny story. But anyways, um, so yeah. So when I graduated with my, my undergrad, Mr. Cardenas was still working at LJC. And so I ordered three diplomas, one for me, obviously one for my mom. And I ordered a third one for Mr. Cardenas. And so when I graduated, I went to give it to him. Um, and he was like, man, you know, I never thought you'd do what you did or whatever. And, you know, and so the cool part is, is my mother and, and Mr. Cardenas and, and, and his wife, who both have now passed on, but my mother helped him and his wife pack up his office when he retired. And it was so cool because I went to go help her one of the days and hanging on his wall next to his diplomas was mine. And he says, I always put it up there and people would ask, Hey, that's not your name, you know, and he would tell people that story. And so I say that to say that, you know what, whatever it is that your heart is connected to follow it. And, um, and I did, and I don't regret it one bit. I went, and uh, so I worked in the banking industry for 19, for 18 and a half years. And for the latter part of my banking career, uh, I was in the wealth management uh, department. And so uh, with the licenses that I had and, and you know, just banking just from when it, I started to when I finished, uh, it wasn't the same. And I say that only because, you know, when I started banking, I knew you know, I knew what you liked. I knew that you liked chocolate and that your kids liked lollipops or whatever. And, and upon, you know, the many years later, it wasn't about the client. It was more about, you know, how can the bank make more money? And, you know, you got to push these products and all that stuff. And I'm like, man, it's not really about the client anymore. So, so after 18 and a half years, December 30th of 2011, I left the banking industry. So now it's been 10 years. Um, and since then, uh, obviously with the licenses that I had, uh, I went on my own and started, a, an estate planning, uh, business that I, that I still do now. And then was that, that person that got elected County judge says, Hey, I have a great idea. You should come with me. And, and so, uh, for the last eight years, I've been doing that. And, and I'll tell you what, I wouldn't change anything at all. Uh, I don't miss banking, but I miss my banking friends. Would I do it again? I probably not. I don't think so. Um, and yeah, I mean, who knows how long we'll be in on this on this ride here. So 
other than that, but yeah, you got to start, you know, thinking about retirement and for, for folks like you and I, it's not that far away anymore. So no, I think I can retire at 57 with a full pension. So I'm looking forward to that. That's awesome. (laughs) And health insurance for the rest of my life. So you can't beat it. You're blessed. Yep. So what would you say are your top three memories of your life after high school? You know, gosh, I mean, I think the birth of of your children is always, you know, always right up there, you know, and and I and I, 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 what I'm going to say is, again, I had the opportunity to leave, you know, I, I got accepted to colleges. Uh, I never did. Uh, I never did leave my mother, you know, A&M, my, my father's class of 65. I mean, uh, you know, getting accepted there. My mother was like, you know, your father would be so proud of you. My, my father died when my mother was six months pregnant with me. So I never met my father. He died in June. I'm sorry. He died in March of 74. I was born in June of 74. So I never got to know him, but he, you know, was a proud graduate of A&M. And so obviously I think like my first onesie was like probably Texas A&M. And so everything in our family is, is about the maroon and white. And so that's where you and I really click. Um, but um, I never left Laredo because, you know, again, my mom was a single parent and, and I, I felt that I needed to provide for her uh, and not leave her. And so I don't regret it. I don't regret it at all. Um, but memories like that, you know, sure could i have left for college would i've even come back i don't know but i don't regret it um and so memories like that i i i would still hold very close what do you think you've learned about yourself since high school well so so yeah probably to to my fault too is that i'm you know just brutally honest um and so that's sometimes good or not but yeah, what I've learned is, is that, um, you know, just being yourself shouldn't have to be apologized for. And I, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm like one of those guys that just goes and tells people off or anything like that, but, but I feel that if you're very honest with people, they'll appreciate you even more. And so, um, you know, like when my kids are doing something or they have a project or they write a paper or whatever, like, wow, dad, what do you think? And I said, I, I don't think it's good work. You know, I, and that's where like my Miss Mitchell, you know, Linda Mitchell comes out. Right. And they're like, no. And, and they're like, man, dad, you know, why? I mean, and I'm like, you have to expect more of yourself. And I think that, I mean, you and I, I mean, we've known each other forever and ever. And, and I'm pretty sure that if I'm, you know, messing things up, you'd probably be one of the first to, to call me and say, Hey dude, you know, what's up with that? That's not you. That's not cool. Um, I think I have on occasion. Yeah, I'm sure. You, you know, <laughs> Since you, you and Thano have started this journey in public service. <laughs> you and Artie and Stella back in the day. I mean, you know, um, but you know what, that's what keeps us all grounded. I love it. I love the fact that, that, you know what, if, if I'm doing something that's not perceived as good or something out of my character, I would hope and depend on folks like, you know, you and Jado Aron, Artie, um, you know, Becky, uh, to tell me, hey, dude, you know, what's up? That's not you. And, you know, you need to, you need to, you need to, you need to check that. So you've mentioned your kids a little bit, um, or more than a little bit, I guess I should say. Would you say that um, they're anything like you? And if they are, does that make you worried? Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, not my daughter by any means. She's more like my wife. Um, my middle child, Lalo, uh, who's 18, he's kind of like the negotiator. Uh, and then, yeah, sadly enough, my youngest one is probably just like me. So so I tell people this, you know, Brie, like, just doesn't want confrontation. She doesn't want anything like that. Um, Lalo will try to talk his way out of it. You know, okay, guys, let's let's talk about this. And then Charlie, my little one, is probably that guy that's going to come out of left field and just give, you know, punch somebody on the jaw, right? So, um, yeah, he's he's probably the one that's more uh, like me. And, and And my wife tells me, you know, you all argue every now and then because you all are exactly the same. Um, I mean, and where is Lalo going? Has he decided? Oh, Lalo's going to stay uh, at LC for one year. I don't know, Jess, uh, what the required GPA is, but he's like a tenth of a point from that. Uh, but yeah, obviously the the plan is Texas A&M. And Good. so well, we'll be waiting for him. He needs, he's like point <laughs> something away from that. So he says, I'm going to do that here. I'm going to, you know, raise up my, my GPA and, and head out. So, well, sometimes transferring is easier than coming in as a straight freshman. So no. it just depends. I know. So we'll be waiting for him with bated breath. Oh, don't worry. I'm, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure he'll have you on speed dial once he. Once <laughs> and he... I, and I welcome it. I do. Uh, okay. So still talking about life after high school. Um, have you experienced any difficulties since you graduated high school? Like hardships? Uh, yeah, it could be hardships or just difficult things that happen has happened since high school that you've dealt with. Um, you know, I don't think, I mean, I mean, my mom's about to be 81. I mean, she's still... She's still really, really rocking and rolling. And so uh, she's a firecracker. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anything like tragic like that, I don't know. Um, you know, obviously, you know, at any time when you have passing of family members, whether it was an aunt or uncle, a cousin or whatever, um, those are, you know, they're sad. But but, you know, that that's that is that's life as well. And so. You know, I've, I've always made it a point to never question, you know, God's will and intent. And and yeah, I don't know that I've experienced, you know, anything tragic like that. Obviously, you know, financial hardships. I think any time that you're a self uh, or uh, independently working individual trying to make it through college can always set you back uh, some coins. Um, but yeah, for the most part, you know, Life has been super good. Um, I have no complaints. Uh, two out of my three kids have graduated from high school. One is about to graduate from college. She'll go out and do her doctorate for physical therapy, oddly enough. Nice. Um, Lalo wants to be in law enforcement, so um, he doesn't know how or what, what degree or whatever, but the yeah. kid wants to work for the FBI. Cybersecurity, that's where it's at these days. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, Charlie's just, you know, he's still young enough and he just wants to play basketball in every tournament that he can and 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 talk to chicks in high school, I guess. I mean, you know, <laughs> he's at that age. And so it is what it is. So what would you say is something that no one would ever guess about you? <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, 
I think it'll be surprising to everybody because it still surprises me, but everybody that listens to this or that's on this group. Um, in 2013, uh, I was asked by Nixon to to be inducted into the the Mustang Hall of Fame. And so oh, yes. Yeah, You're so a Mustang Miss, uh, legend. So Miss, please um, tell us how we can all become one. <laughs> well, look, so I'm a firm believer that they ran out of names uh, to pick, but... Um, Hardly. Ms. Ramirez, uh, who was the, Cynthia. the cheer, Cynthia Ramirez, who was a cheer sponsor, um, she's involved in that in that uh, group organization, that that <laughs> committee. And so I used to go, obviously, my banking career, and then after as well, uh, I was very involved with uh, financial literacy and the school systems. And by choice, I selected Nixon High School a lot. Um, so I I knew like a lot of the administration there, a lot of the kids. I I I've given countless of letters of recommendation for for kids, not only of Nixon High School, Martin High as well. I started doing financial literacy at Martin. Um, and so when they called me, first of all, I thought it was a joke, right? Sometimes, I mean, it's like, you know who you're calling, right? Like this isn't, you know, <laughs> I wasn't in, in all this stuff. And she says, you know, oddly enough, the, um, oddly enough, the, the, the Mustang legends uh, are not, define on what they did in high school. It's what you've done after and your involvement with the school and with the students and the impact that you've had on them is, is really can't be looked over. And so we've discussed it as a committee and you were unanimously voted in. And so I'm like, no, just tell me the truth. Like y'all ran out of names. Like, it's cool. Like, like that's okay. You know? And she says, no, you know, you, you, you really want to consider it. So obviously there's nothing to consider. I'm like, you know, obviously, and then I get inducted and there's like all these successful people and, you know, Chick-fil-A owners and DPS captains and, you know, all this stuff. And, and then there's me and I'm like, wow, okay. Um, but the kid that introduced me gave the background and, uh, and it was a, a young lady, I can't remember her name. And she says, I'm glad to introduce Mr. Uriah because as a freshman, I was considering dropping out of school because I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, couldn't adapt to high school and so he took the time to talk to me and whatever so it was really really cool and obviously you know i'm just there you know to to try to teach kids that you know i mean jp you would be amazed that there's kids exiting high school now that don't have an idea of what a bank account is or what you do to i believe it yeah and so um that slight impact that i had i mean she's like you know i had to to ask because they already had somebody else to introduce him but i had to ask if i could do it and so i thought that was really cool because i never knew that i you know that i made yeah. that impact and so that was really cool but yeah if you'd ask people you know oh my god like lalo's a mustang legend they'd be like yeah they probably run out of names or something or they or they had an extra plaque that they misspelled or whatever and they just put his name on it and so no big deal so then so since you were inducted as a mustang legend you've been to the new campus what did you think of it Hey, man, that campus is is like a college campus now. Um, my God, it's 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 I draw. It's just jaw dropping. I mean, it's 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 unbelievable. I mean, it, I don't. It's like two or three stories. Um, I've been obviously now. There's like two gyms. Their library is like. I mean, I'm telling you, you're there and you're thinking like, what university is this? It's so awesome. Um, even though we had the wall back in the day, they had to like recreate something similar to it and they call it the wall, but like nobody sits there, nobody hangs out, nobody eats their lunch there like we used to. 
Yeah. Um, but they they redid that. And um, well, that's nice to know, because I think a lot of people have been wondering. I think everybody knows that the the wall is no longer there, but I don't think anybody really until now has known exactly that they've tried to recreate that. Yeah. And, and it's more of like a, well, I mean, our wall too, there was trees and that, I mean, yeah. I don't know how it came to become, but um, the one that's now, I mean, there's like one big tree and it's like a fourth of the size of, the, of what you and I remember. Yeah. Um, but it, it's called the wall and, you know, <laughs> and like, it, I think there's even something on there that says like where, where students hang out or something, but nobody hangs out there. Like, or at least in the times that I've been on campus, nobody. That's unfortunate. It's, it's different, but uh, yeah. I guess, you know, unless you were in our era, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> True. Yeah. So what do you think you would tell your younger self back in August of 91 as you were starting your senior year? Well, I'll tell you what I tell folks now. Uh, I tell my kids now, and I wish I could have told myself, but, um, you know, enjoy it. Enjoy it because life is short, um, but life is not nice either. And so uh, a lot of kids now, I mean, again, I've got children from 21 years old to 14. Um, I tell them, hey, don't don't uh, don't lie to yourself and tell yourself that the world is fair. Uh, and that everything is, is, should be equal and that every, no, I mean, life is tough and anybody that tells you otherwise is lying. Um, you know, you've got to expect to fall and get back up and, you know, life will never define you by the times that you fall. It's how many times that you get up. I think, um, I don't know who it was. I know I've heard Mike Tyson say it. It's not about how many times you get hit. It's how many times you get hit and get back up. And so you could tell your nephews and nieces that now. I mean, but but I, I, I told my daughter when she graduated and my son who just graduated, hey, you know, this thing called the real world uh, that you're about to go into. Yeah, it's not too nice, buddy. So so put your big boy pants on and and and, and make a difference and, and don't get your feelings hurt because because um, life will throw you those things. And, and, and if you're not expecting it, you know, it could be, it could be difficult. And what do you think you would have told yourself as you were graduating high school? Get a four-year degree in four years. No, I don't know. Um, yeah. Um, don't change your major. <laughs> yeah. Don't change your major 95% into your, into your, hey, I did the same thing. I left the nursing mm-hmm. program with two semesters left to be a nurse and went into business. So it happens. <laughs> I don't regret it. I don't regret it at all. But yeah, I mean, what I would tell myself is is just that. I mean, just, you know, don't be naive to certain things. Uh, expect bad things to happen. Um, you know, sometimes life sucks. And, uh, you know, pardon my language, but sometimes it does suck. But you know what? Embrace the suck. I mean, just, hey, embrace the facts, the times that you, you know, you're going to fall expect it and and get back up and and continue to go just you know brush yourself off and go and guess what you're gonna fall again and again and again but get back up um yeah. and if i could have told anybody that back then or even now i mean just it is what it is guys life is difficult but make the best of it because because you absolutely have unlimited um choices of what you can do how successful you want to be um or not and so it is what it is Great. 
So we'll, we'll also chalk that up to the advice that you have for the class of 2022. So now we're going into, uh, let's do some old school stuff. So who do you want to give a shout out to? Other than like Iron Maiden and all the posters I had in my bedroom. Um, yeah, classmates, teachers, whatever. You know, just every one of those, um, you know, Christina. Coaches. Terrio, coaches. <laughs> I mean, you know, some of the coaches aren't with us anymore. Coach Barton, obviously. Uh, Coach Grugan. Uh, Viola Moore is no longer with us. Um, the assistant principals that we had, Sammy Moreno, JJ Rodriguez, um, you know, for sure, Miss Hardy, Miss um, Winters, Miss Pentecost, Miss Mitchell. Um, oh man, Miss Magnon, all of those, those individuals, those men and, and women that just had a really uh, profound impact, uh, at least for me, they did. So shout out to all of them. Awesome. So you're making a mixtape. Curate a playlist of five to 10 songs for the class of 92. Oh, my God. Like, because, you know, we have this playlist on Spotify in case anybody hey, doesn't know. I saw that and I tried to play it. And for some reason, mine wouldn't connect. But I need, I need to I need to work on that. But um, man, you know, and it's going to be like a mix of everything. Obviously, no tape. Uh, every tape in my opinion should have George Strait. Um, you've got to have, you know, some rock in there, you know, Iron Maiden's got to be in there, some rat, um, maybe some pet shop boys, some erasure, some, uh, Duran Duran, um, some Tejano in there as well. Uh, obviously, and I can go on and on, but it, it, none of my tapes are going to be all of one, uh, genre. They're going to be of like, you're going to have like two songs of each, uh, for, Endless amounts of time. Awesome. So, okay. So now we're moving into the lightning round. We're in the home stretch. Uh, what was the last TV show you binged? Binged. Uh, so does Yellowstone count? Uh, yeah. So I was never a Yellowstone person, but now I'm a Stony or whatever you call those, those freaks uh, <laughs> that, that binge watch Yellowstone. So I watched season one through four, like in a two week period. So did I. Did you, man, man, you know. You got hooked. Like, you don't know, understand how many times, like, I've wanted to marry Beth. Um, she's, like, the, the coolest. Um, what a be Beth. What are you yeah, talking about? I know, right? Like, like, super smart, you know, super beautiful, and, like, has a more foul mouth than I do. Um, you got to embrace that. Um, Kevin Costner obviously plays an awesome role. Rip is totally cool. Um, but, yeah, that's probably the last one that I, that I, Binge. Not probably it is the one because I just finished it about two or three weeks ago. Uh, favorite movies from the nineties. Okay, so just yesterday or day before Top Gun came mm -hmm. out, I was like hooked. So like you know those 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 passwords like when you have to choose like like questions. Oh yeah. Yep. What was your favorite movie or whatever? So yeah, if anybody wants to hack me, it's Top Gun. Um, <laughs> yep. Favorite band? Uh, take a guess. Iron Maiden. Um, and your first pet's name. And so those are always the questions <laughs> I pick, but, um, but yeah, um, you know, I wasn't much of a, of a movie person back then, but, but Top Gun, I mean, I can promise you that I've watched it at least 684 times. Uh, and so I'm waiting for the crowds to die down. Uh, not for any other reason other than like, I just, you know, I want to like totally watch the movie, but 
but yeah, it's been like sold out everywhere uh, since it came out on Thursday or Friday. So I'm going to definitely check that out. So what um, fad from the 90s do you think is still cool? I don't know. Are mullets back? <laughs> they could be. I don't know. I think uh, Morgan Wallen's bringing him back. You know, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of stuff that, that that is out now, like in the fashion industry, is probably like making a comeback to a lot of stuff that we grew up knowing. Um, you know, I remember, you know, rolling up our the, the jeans. Um, you'd roll up the sleeves on your T-shirts and I mean, stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, how embarrassing. But then I run into folks down they're like, oh, my God, like they're doing the same thing. Or like those tight jeans, you know, from from top to bottom. Yeah. Um, yeah, all that stuff seems to be making a comeback. So somebody cheated. What's your favorite beverage? Beverage, uh, alcoholic or non-alcoholic? Whatever. Oh man, you know what? I'm a I'm a big junkie of big red. Uh uh I you know, the only alcohol that I drink is beer because I'm just not smart enough to know about any other drinks. Uh I'm a Coors Light kind of guy. Um but yeah, if if there's anything uh, being drank or drunk with a food, it's probably going to be a big red. Nice signature dish that you cook or something that you bake. Uh, so I don't do too much baking. I think the last cake that I tried to bake like was toasted onto the pan. I don't. I think I was supposed to cook it for like thirty minutes, and I think I cooked it for like three hours. Um, so I'm a big uh, barbecue guy. Uh, it's it's Sunday afternoon or evening, and we're barbecuing now, which is why I'm, you hear dogs and stuff. I'm outside. But, uh, yeah, I'm a big barbecue kind of guy. Uh, anybody that knows me uh, will probably find me next to a barbecue pit or a smoker of some sorts. I've got three grills here at my house. I've got two smokers and one grill, so... Uh, numerous times they've all been fired up at the same time. It just depends on, on what we're eating, but um, I enjoy that. Flying or road trips? Flying or road trips? Um, what I prefer. Um, so, like, I'm, like, really big time, like, ADD, so my patients, like, run out. But I'll tell you, we did a, a road trip. You remember, obviously, BJ Palumbo, uh, two years ago, right before COVID, I think, or however long that's been, I think it was in 2019. Um, it was on a Thursday evening. We're at, we're eating pizza with our families. And he says, man, you know, it'd be cool. Like let's just take a road trip to Vegas. And I'm like, you say when he's like, let's do it this weekend. So Saturday, yeah, we rented uh, two Suburbans and, and Saturday morning we, we drove and, and I had never done that. Um, and I don't know that I ever will again, but, but man, it was so cool. Um, you got to understand. I mean, I'm riding in a suburban with kids and, you know, my two kids just trying to referee fights between them. And my mom and my sister came along. And and so we all did. And so he he had the same as well. And so it was such an awesome experience. Um, I'm glad that we did it. I'd much rather road trip uh, than flights. But I think my ADD, uh, you know, I'm not going to drive to like Washington, D.C. I'm going to take a three hour flight away. Um, but I really, really enjoyed that road trip and I, I'd like to do it again. Pineapple on pizza. Yes or no? Oh, my God. Um, so, how, so I don't dislike it. 
I like it. I just never order it. I, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, oh my God, I'm like super big time craving pepperoni pizza with pineapple, but I've eaten it before. I, I really like it, but it's not something that like, oh my God, I've got to have it. Yeah. Um, I guess both. What tape or CD or album do you still have from high school that you've played the most? Um, so I have a, an older car uh, and um, it had a CD player in it. And I had a, a CD of Mas. It's a Tejano uh, CD and it's like from 1994. Uh, and I found it underneath the seat. Um, yeah. So I, I bought a, an older car for my son about a year and a half ago. Um, and since then he's, I bought him another vehicle. And so he's like to hell with that 2005 Nissan Altima, right? So I use it every now and then, and, and I and I just played it like two days ago, and um, I it it never I know all the lyrics and it, it but it never goes old. That's too funny. Well, I think those are that's everything we have for you, Lalo. So, thank you so guys, much for participating. Hey guys, thank you so much, and 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 JP, I, I'm so glad that that you were either voluntold uh, or or volunteered to do this interview. But I appreciate what you guys are doing. For the record, um, <laughs> yep. So Missy, it's always good to see you as well. Um, you know, thank you guys for all that you. I don't know whose idea this was, but man, it was it, it's awesome. Um, uh, I listened, we were in San Antonio on Monday and that's when I listened to Cisco's, uh, deal. I was driving my mom and my aunt. And, and again, like I told you, I never knew about that stuff, but I never would have known it unless I would have logged into that uh, podcast. And so thank you ladies, man. Y'all really, y'all really, really, um, hit it out of the park with, with this idea. And I'm really glad that you all chose to, to have me a part of it. Um, you all stay safe, man. It's just so awesome to catch up with you guys and to, to just reminisce of, of the times past. You too. Thanks so much, Lalo. Be safe. Enjoy. Take Bye. Care. Thank you for listening. And if you're interested in participating, please let us know.